You're listening to the Transform Your Life podcast, where we talk about everything that you need to know to live your life happy, healthy, and whole. We talk about everything from pop culture to current events or just things that you've always been curious about every Tuesday in order to help you get the information you need to live your best life. Here's your host, Dr. Malika. Happy Transformation Tuesday, everyone. It's Dr. Malika, and it's good to be back with you. Um, I'm sure all of us are dealing with our new normal and just navigating what our lives have been for the past month and some change under the current conditions. Um, Interesting, to say the least. Um, I will say for me that it has been a adjustment process in a wide variety of ways and as I was thinking about just the things that I was navigating I thought it would be good to have an episode dedicated to talking about what this is supposed to look like for us because I do feel like there's a lot of pressure on us when it comes to what we should be doing right now Um, looking at what other people are doing am I doing enough um Am I not taking advantage of the situation in a way that will help me be better after this? And so that was the reason why I wanted to have this episode talking about progress in the time of crisis, because I feel that progress is what's important as opposed to being productive. And the reason why I say that is because I do feel that the push right now or the buzzword right now is to be productive. And so the word productive just simply means achieving or producing a significant amount or result. And I do feel that that could be a lot of pressure to put on a person during this time, just simply because this is something that none of us have ever experienced. So we have no frame of reference to deal with this. But progress is different because progress is forward or onward movement towards a destination. It also means to move forward or onward in space or time. And so I wanted to kind of juxtapose those two things and really talk about ways to make progress during this time as opposed to pushing yourself to be what you consider to be productive and i'm not one that does not believe in producing results i feel like in order for you to move forward there will be production in that process but what your focus should be during this time is forward movement no matter how large or small that is It could be incremental, but you should still be moving forward. I'm just looking at a lot of the things that I'm seeing um, right now. I'm really not on social media. So a lot of what I'm getting is just news stories and different alerts that I get during this time. And I feel like the resounding message during this time, a lot of times, you know, supposedly from a motivational standpoint, is things like you have the same number of hours in the day as XYZ celebrity rise and grind, almost guilting you into what you should be doing, right? 
I know for me, so I'll give you my situation. I teach this semester, I'm teaching four classes, one of which is a research class that has a lab. I also have my therapy clients, and then I also have work that I do with my church, um, specifically with our Christian education portion of our, our church ministry. So I had all these things that I was doing, and now I have to try to find a way to do these things virtually because we cannot meet in person. So yes, I'm still doing those same tasks, but now I'm adding an additional layer to the grind of my day-to-day -day basis because now I have to find another way to deliver the information that I was delivering in person because all of my classes were in person, all of my clients were in person, our Christian education was done in person. Now I have to try to find a way to deliver all of these things from a virtual standpoint. You have the technology learning curve. Every person is not necessarily as tech savvy. I know that the majority of the students that I teach are millennials and centennials, but that does not necessarily mean that they are as tech savvy just simply because of the year that they were born in. Then you have to deal with the financial aspect of the current situation, and that's dealing with those having access to technology that will allow them to adjust to the current method in which we are now finding ourselves in. Um, I'm finding that, yeah, we are using Zoom as academic institutions and a lot of companies are using Zoom as a way to deliver and disseminate information, but every person is not savvy enough to understand how to use Zoom or they may not have a device that allows them to be able to utilize that resource. So there's so many layers to that that it's more than just I'm giving you the information or I'm doing the task a different way. It's more than that. And so I have realized that I'm spending way more time doing basic things to try to not only deliver the information, but also to calm and reassure people during this time, um, especially my students. A lot of them are dealing with just the change and the way their life um, is moving and just trying to adapt to that. And so that's one of those things where in theory, it sounds like you're not driving anywhere. So you should have more time, which means you should be more productive. But I feel like that is not actually what is happening. What's happening is you're realizing that you have to put more steps in place. And if you're trying to add other things on your plate, in addition to that, doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to work out in reality. And so that was the reason why I really wanted to get into this topic today, because I wanted to help ease some of the anxiety that comes with this particular time that we're dealing with. We have to realize that we all have goals. We had goals before this happened. Um, we have financial goals. We have professional goals. We had academic goals. We have personal life goals, things that we wanted to do. All of those things were put either at a standstill or they were made stagnant because of this change. And so the pressure and the anxiety that comes with not knowing what's coming coming ahead because there's so much uncertainty, not being able to adapt as quickly or have a plan B, C, whatever you need to have for those, those goals was a reality. Because for example, um, I went to the gym five days out the week. I had a routine. I 
two days out the week, I taught a 7 a.m. class. So on those days, right after I taught that class, I would go to the gym. On the other days where I started late, I still went at the same time, but I didn't have to get up, obviously, early to teach the classes in the morning before. And then on Fridays, I don't teach any classes at all. I still went at the same time. Like I had a scheduled time. I was at the gym. Yes, I can work out at home. Yes, I can find other ways to do it. But I had a routine and I didn't think to have a plan B in place for what that would look like. Couple that with the fact that when we first went on the stay at home order, we had terrible weather in California. It seemed like it rained for a week at a time and it was consistently rainy weather, something that we're not used to having. It seemed like for a three week period, it wasn't weather that really lent itself to you going outside if you wanted to do physical activity. So now all kinds of things have changed. I can't go to my gym. I can't really go outside and do things that would be a substitute for what I would do if I didn't go to the gym. So now how do I make the adjustment? You may have something that you're looking at that you needed to make an adjustment for. And so that is why I want to give you tips that will help you make progress during this time. So it's about moving forward. It's not about checking off things on your list. It's not about saying, oh, I should still be able to do this even if I have to do it remotely. That's not necessarily the case. I want you to be able to number one, maintain your sanity through all of this because your health is important. I know the focus right now has been on our physical health, but your emotional health is vital during this time because if you do not maintain that, then you won't be able to do any of the things that you are tasking yourself to do going forward. So when we come back, I'm going to talk about some of the skills that you can develop during this time because it will allow you to number one, make your self-care when it comes to your mental health a priority, but also allow you to make progress and take steps forward and actually focus on goals that are attainable and realistic during the current period of time that we are living in. Stay tuned and we'll be back in just a second. So we're back and in this portion, I wanted to talk about just things you can do to start making progress and not being hyper-focused on productivity and necessary producing and checking off things. And so I was doing some reading. Um, I like reading blog posts and just reading articles um, from other psychologists and even sociologists on just this current condition and situation that we're in and things that we can do to make ourselves better. And This is a metaphor that I I like to use a lot when I talk about resilience and I talk about mental wellness um, and emotional health. I often use the muscle building example. And in this particular article um, that I read by Laura Hanos Webb, she used the metaphor of a bodybuilder and looking at building our brain and you do that by the weight that you're taking on. So in the beginning, you know, when you work out, the weight will be heavy. But as you continue to go through the process, as you continue to be repetitive in that place, you start to develop muscles over time. And during this time that we're in, 
there are some super skills that you can practice that will help you make progress because it's not about necessarily being on a path or a track, but it's about moving forward. And so the skills that you can use, the super skills that you can start to practice are number one, finding your gifts. Number two, setting goals. Number three, chunking or finding stepping stones. Four, boost your motivation. Five, manage your mood. And six, find focus. So let's talk about finding your gifts. I feel like finding your gifts, it is more important to do this than setting goals because you have to focus on what are your innate talents? What are you interested in? What have you been able to do in the past that has been successful in order for you to increase your self-efficacy and your motivation? The thing with self-efficacy is it's not about just doing. It's very much about you putting yourself in a place to where you're doing things that are actually effective and impactful. And that directly connects to your self-esteem. And when you're able to do things that are targeted, that are effective and that are doing or achieving the goals that you have, it will boost your self-regard, it will boost your mood, it will boost your self-perception and your self-view. So it's really important that you find what your gifts are and you may have thought you knew what they were before you went into this period of time. But going into this, it may have allowed you to discover some things about yourself that you didn't realize were there. You may find that you're interested in things that is totally contrary to what you do for a living, totally different than what you have as a hobby. And it's a way for you to not only increase your effectiveness, but also motivate you to keep getting up day after day after day. Being in isolation like this, motivation is one of the, the big things that is impacted. It's hard to be motivated to get up to, to, to stay isolated from one another. It's hard to be motivated to not have to get up to go someplace to interact with people because it's a self-motivating thing when you work from home. I'm a person that I'm a pretty highly motivated person, but even for me, I didn't like being in a house. I don't like it. I've adapted to this and I found ways to make it work for my personality, but being stuck in the house is not something that I like to do. Um, and so I feel like that's the first place to start is to find your gifts, figure out what those are. That's the first super skill. The next one is setting goals. I like having goal lists just simply because it gives you a foundation of where to start. It is not supposed to be the Bible for you to where you don't deviate. It's gospel. This is what it is. It is something for you to use as measuring marks of achieving particular things. It allows you, number one, to say, okay, these are things after I look at what I am good at, what talents I have, what I'm interested in, what I've been successful at in the past, this that's a way to translate this to a list of things that you can try to achieve going forward. You may have a goal to where you wanted to write a book and that was something you wanted to do and now you feel like, okay, I'm sitting at home, so I should be able to write that book because I have more time. You may need to go back and reevaluate your gifts. Is that necessarily something that you're interested in? 
Is it also something that you are talented at? Because sometimes we're talented at a lot of things, but it's not necessarily the thing that we are interested in. So have your goal list, but don't be so married to your goal list that you set that if you don't check off everything on the list, you feel as if you have failed. The chunking is important because number one, it allows you to group together things that you would like to achieve that are related to one another. Um, When we talk about memory with memory, we do the chunking because that allows us to take something that we already have mastered, connect the new information that we're trying to retain to that. It allows you to retain it longer term than just trying to take in new information without anything that you can use as a frame of reference to get you to the new information. Same thing with chunking your goals. Find goals and breaking them down into elements that you feel like number one are manageable, but also connect them to skills, things that you have been successful at in the past that you already have. That will allow you to feel like number one, not only are you achieving the goal, but it makes it feel like the list of goals are something that you can actually manage and get done. I do feel like during this time, the pressure to overwhelm yourself with a list of things that you would like to achieve is not always realistic because I feel like it's about being realistic. Would you like to start a company? Would you like to write a novel? That's all wonderful, but is that necessarily realistic or a goal that's manageable in the context of what your life looks like at this present moment? That's a question you have to ask yourself. The reason being is that if you have these stepping stones, if you allow yourself to take small elements of your goals to make it more manageable, it will boost your motivation going forward because it allows you to get through that fog that we can often have that hangs over us when you are just in your feelings or you really don't feel like getting up today to do this. I don't feel like taking the time to do this. I don't feel like taking the time to find a workout to do in my living room or in my backyard or wherever it may be. Sometimes breaking it down to a little goal. Every day I'm gonna make sure that I start my day with my protein shake so that even if I don't get to work out, I'm gonna start um, on a path of eating cleaner, right? Something easy and manageable that is not overwhelming. And every time you take that step and start to develop a pattern or a habit, it will boost your motivation to keep going forward because there will be resistance. Just know that the resistance could be just life circumstances. The resistance could become come from you internally, but there will be resistance. And that is important because boosting your motivation and managing your mood are really critical. If your mood is out of balance, it will prevent you from getting to the places that you need to get to or achieving the goals or making progress and moving forward like you desire. You have to manage your mood because it will stop you from being derailed by the impulsiveness that we can have, the emotional upsets that will happen, and it will keep us on the path. One of the things about motivation that's very interesting is that motivation is not a stagnant thing. Motivation has different factors. And you have the thing that gets you to start the action towards the goal, but you also have to be able to sustain the behavior 
along the path until you get to that goal. So motivation is not just something about, okay, I'm getting up. Yeah, but are you going to continue to do the activity or the behavior that's necessary to get to that goal? That's why managing your mood is critical. And then the final one is finding your focus because you have to figure out what will allow you to stay focused for longer periods of time. It's increasing your energy level. Um, It's doing things that will keep you going at these tasks for periods of time. There's a lot of different things that you can do that can help increase your focus. Number one, um, we know that exercise is good for things like this because it can allow you to manage your stress. It allows you to decompress, disconnect. It boosts positive um, chemicals in your brain that allow you to stay focused when you come back to your task. Being outside, having some time in nature is really important. Taking breaks. I feel like that being at home, a lot of us are not taking breaks the way we would when we were working in a traditional format. Um, I know for me, I ate on a more regular schedule with my work schedule outside of the house and I do at home. I can find myself looking up and it could be three, four o'clock and I haven't necessarily eaten, which is not a good practice to have. So taking breaks is necessary. And sometimes you got to schedule and discipline yourself to do that. That might have to be on your goal list is that you take proper breaks throughout your day. You also need to make sure that you're getting proper sleep because sleep is vital for so many different things. And I've been preaching about sleep in different ways and different topics. So I won't beat that horse again, but make sure that you're getting the proper amount of sleep. And this one is probably challenging considering the circumstances we're in, but limiting technology will also help increase your focus. So spending all the time that you have to do your job is usually probably done from some type of technology. Don't spend your downtime on social media or using some other form of technology. Find other ways to spend that downtime, like reading an actual tangible book. Or if you read and you use a device, use your device to read only, but stay away from other things um, that can impact your focus. And so I think that if you work on these six super skills that you will find yourself making steps and preparing yourself to move forward in the future. I want to take a quick break. And when we come back, I want us to talk about how you can look at protecting yourself from self-doubt during this time and making sure that you're not being a hindrance to your forward progress. Be back in just a second. So on our way out, my final words is talking about creating a rescue kit for self-doubt. And self-doubt is just simply a lack of confidence that you can succeed at the goals that you're setting for yourself. When you have it, it will create hesitation. It gives you a tendency to make excuses and a failure to assert yourself when you're on the path to achieving your goals. Shakespeare once said that our doubts are traitors and they make us lose the good we oft might win by fearing to attempt. 
Vincent Van Gogh said, if you hear a voice within you say you cannot paint, then by all means paint and that voice will be silent. Self-doubt is caused by specific failures that you have. But the irony of that is that we can often have a distorted thought about what failure actually is. Is failure a failure? When you're self-aware, you realize that failure is a stepping stone to success. People always talk about their successes, but they don't talk about the failures along the way. And they can mistakenly think that their failure is final. What you have to realize is that failure lets you know what doesn't work. And when you realize what doesn't work, that's progress. And so you have to find yourself in a place where you're focusing on the progress and not necessarily what you feel like it should look like. Yes, you failed at this particular thing, but you gained information from this particular point. And so now you have to set a new normal. You're going to have to make number one, your self-care priority. But number two, you're also going to have to change your perspective. And self-doubt is one of the first things that you have to get out of. You have the ability to do whatever you set your mind to. And I believe that when you come out of the other side of this stay at home order, regardless of what state you're in, that you will be better than you were when you went in. So take this as just motivation to reevaluate, reassess and to start a new or adjust your plan. But just know that you have the ability to do whatever you desire to do. It's in you. And I look forward to hearing feedback of the great things that you guys are going to do after this. Enjoy your week. And until we meet again, have a great rest of your week. Take care of yourself and take care of others. Thank you for joining us on the Transforming Your Life podcast with Dr. Malika. Check us out on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Transforming Pod. And you can also follow Dr. Malika's personal social media accounts at Dr. Malika Speaks, M-A-L-A-I-K-A. As always, we want you to like and subscribe the podcast. You can find it on Spotify, TuneIn, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or anywhere that podcasts can be found. As she always says, take care of yourself and take care of others. Have a great rest of your week.